Hey everybody, it's Chris and Rick Talk Guitars. We're back at it. Uh, today we're going to kind of continue our string odyssey. Chris and I talk about strings. Actually, not a lot, but I guess we get on the topic every now and then. And it is kind of an interesting topic. And I know strings are, you know, there are people who talk about this crap on forums and everything else. But um, Chris and I were talking recently and he kind of had a reawakening with Ernie Ball strings, right? Well, yeah, like as far as electric guitar goes, I, I never really gave much of a shit about strings. I mean, I never put any thought into them. Uh-huh. Like, I guess when I started out, I was kind of into the GHS boomers because I don't know why. Maybe I like the package or something. And I just used those forever. Um, and maybe occasionally something would be out of stock, so I'll try something else. But And sometime in the 80s, that would have been the late 70s when I, when I first started, that was GHS. And then sometime in the 80s, I went to the Ernie Ball, or the Super Slinkies, the, the green package with the eagle on it, I think. Uh-huh. And those are great. I never had any problems with those forever and just used them consistently. And then one time in the early 2000s, using the Ernie Ball Super Slinkies, I got two or three sets in a row. I think I bought a pack and the D string was bad in them. It wouldn't intonate. It's the weirdest thing. It must have been something in the core. So tried one, you know, I thought I started to think there was something wrong with my guitar because I had just one guitar then, but I traced it to the D string. So I switched, I switched to D Adario, which is a fine string too. And I used those for up until like just a few weeks ago when um, I was going to change my strings for a show and I was out of a full set of D Adario, but I had an Ernie ball for some reason laying around here. I stuck those on. And this is on the 345. Instantly, the guitar just felt so much better, feel-wise. It's like it almost like I went down a gauge of strings. Uh-huh. It was a little bit slinkier, and it just felt with that instrument, it just felt perfect. So right then, I'm like, all right, I'm switching back to Ernie Balls. Uh, my view on electric guitar strings in my personal experience, and I haven't, like I said, I haven't done a lot of experiment with that because I, I really don't care. You know, it's like. I put a string on. I don't think about it until I go to change them or something breaks. I, I had no idea that using the same gauge of strings, the feel would, you know, change so much. So that was kind of the revelation for me. And I don't know. It was just pretty, it was kind of like a pretty amazing. It's almost like, you know, I said this, it's almost like getting a new instrument. It felt that guitar just felt like right. And it kind of got me thinking about, this has always been the case with me and acoustic guitars is, you know, acoustic guitars are totally different. I mean, strings make a big difference. I mean, there's yeah. different, you know, compositions. So, I mean, I, I do experiment a lot. Like if I have an, an acoustic guitar, I'll pick one out of one, one too zingy, but I want like, especially if I'm recording, I want a little bit of zing for that, you know, for popping out of the mix. But um, with electric guitar strings, I just thought, yeah, it doesn't matter. You remember, and I think it was, I was aware of it in the nineties or it was this myth that went around forever that all strings were made by like one or two companies. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And I kind of knew it was bullshit, but I may have perpetuated that too. But if you think about it, just look at the strings. They're, they're different. I mean, they're, yeah. they're manufactured differently and they have different components to them, you know, ball ends and whatnot. So it doesn't make any sense, but I've become someone who went just a few weeks ago from not giving two shits about electric guitar strings or thinking anything about them to thinking like, wow, I wonder what these will do on this and the other instrument. So yeah. it kind of made me into kind of a, a believer of, you know, like 
electric guitar strings do kind of matter because you're i hear people all the time talking about them you know and it's like why are they so focused on strings you know yeah i guess i mean the moral to that story if i was going to take a moral from there would be like every guitar is probably different you yeah. know and you know finding especially if you have a new guitar finding that perfect marriage between this set and brand of strings this brand engages strings works with this guitar finding that magic thing is worth like you know going on a quest for because like i said this there was nothing wrong with this 345 before with the diodarios but honestly it's a better guitar now for me that's and, cool you know feel wise so well, that's that pretty cool. yeah that's pretty profound i think that's cool and there are some people out there that already know all this shit we're talking about which is totally cool but I'm Chris and I are very much alike in terms of we, we, we kind of go down a path and we we're loyalists. We stick to that. And then if so, for some reason something will happen and then maybe we'll try something else. But um, I, I totally agree. I think um, even, even just the way you string the guitar and then the gauges you use on different guitars, we've talked about that before too, like, you know, different guitars are different scale lengths and maybe tens will feel super tight on, a certain, you know, scale length and they'll feel really slinky on another scale length. And so I think you turned me on to that kind of thinking about that more in terms of, okay, well, you know, maybe on the Gretsch, I'm going to use a different kind of, uh, you know, a different gauge. And then on the Les Paul, I'll use a different gauge, maybe on the Strat different. Um, but for me, yeah, I was a loyalist. I, I was a Dean Markley guy in, in the eighties forever. I, I would buy the, those. I would buy the boxes of those goddamn things. Right. And, um, and I don't even know why either. I mean, I, they must have, they must have worked and they, maybe they just were sturdy and they lasted a long time. I think that was it. They were durable, you know, and, but like you, yeah, I mean, I, I used Fender bullet strings back in the day and boomers and all of that crap. But yeah, I, I, I just found it interesting when you were telling me that, like when you, when you kind of revisited Ernie Ball, cause you and I have been talking about that for a while and you had that really shitty experience with, you know, buying several packs and going, okay, fuck this. I'm going to go use, Diodario and you haven't had a problem with those for a long time. They were durable and they didn't break and they weren't, you know, they didn't have manufacturing defects when you, when you try to intonate or right. like that. So um, I thought it was interesting when you told me that you kind of had this epiphany and revisited these strings, but yeah, I'm the same way too. I, I, you know, you and I kind of joke about hearing all these guys that talk about like high end strings and expensive strings and stuff, but I mean, maybe there is something to that. And especially for them, if they feel like, Hey, these pyramid strings, you know, make my guitar sound um, the way I want it to sound. That's all. That's super cool. So, I mean, I, I think there is, there is something to this and it's player specific and it, um, it can make a huge difference and inspire you and all that stuff. So for me, one thing that I've learned late in my career as a hobby guitar player <laughs> is um, for me, more than tone is feel. Because that's where yeah. tone comes from for me. It's like, you know what, if I if you have a guitar that you can put in a stand and strum it and say, this sounds exactly like a 59 burst, you know, there's no difference. No one can tell the difference. I don't care if it doesn't feel good. You know what I mean? That's where tone for me comes from. It's like getting the feel of the instrument going and then your tone comes from, you know, the way that you play it. I mean, it's like you you need a feel there to be able to get what you want out of it so that's super super important to me more than you know just about any other thing i mean i don't really even focus so much i'm not like really fussy about tone so much which is why my gear hasn't changed in 20 years it's like you know i have good days and i have bad days where sometimes i'm like 
you know, my amp didn't sound that great tonight, it, you know, and it's like, I'm not going to sell it and go look for another one. It's like, because it's delivered and I know it's capable of delivering. I mean, I still, I loved, I still like to nerd out on stuff and, and collect stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm, for me, it's like, get the instrument to feel the way you want it. And, you know, the amp to be, feel and behave the way you want it and the pedals to feel and behave the way you want it. And that's where tone is for me. So I don't even know what my point was with this is, yeah, it was, or maybe it's like looking for a string that delivers like some sort of tone or something like that. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it, I'm sure it makes a difference on electric guitar strings, but not enough. I mean, I would never, ever change my strings if I didn't have to. I change my strings when they break, which is almost now. I think I broke a string on my junior probably back in like 2011 or something. That's the last time I broke a string on a guitar because I change them when I think, you know, maybe you get like a show or two out of them. And it's like, all right, I got another show coming up. I'm going to change them. So I keep them changed. I don't change them because I think the strings are dead. I don't even, I don't think I've ever experienced a dead guitar, dead guitar strings on, on a good guitar. You know, I mean, I've seen crusty ones and I guess you could call those dead that have like tons of dead skin on it or something, but <laughs> my own personal guitar, I've played them, you know, I've, my telly's got strings on it that are probably at least three or four years old Damn. and I'll record with it. And it's great. I mean, I'll, there's no crust on it. I mean, I kind of wipe it down when I'm done. Yeah. It's done good. So I don't change because of strings like longevity in a string isn't something that I really think about in the acoustic guitar, maybe. But for me, with at least with the Martin, it's like you have this period when you change the strings where it has this zing on the top. Sometimes it's a little annoying, but a few hours playing, it kind of tapers that. But then there's just a little bit of zing left, which is really nice for recording. And then after that, it just falls off and it just sounds like the guitar until you change the strings. You know, it's not, it never sounds dead. I mean, the key to acoustic guitar is get a good guitar, get a guitar that sounds great with strings that have been on it for six months because that's a good guitar. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you may want to bring that zing back for a reason, just because it's nice sometimes. But if, if you have acoustic guitar and I've learned this because from owning guitars like this and after, you know, a month of playing, if it sounds really thuddy and dead, it's just a shitty guitar. I mean, yeah. it's like, there's no, and electric is probably like that, but it's just not so noticeable because you have an amp and you crank it, but you're right, man. People will, obsess about strings and now i get it a little bit but it's more like you know I, I get like the fact that strings are way more important than i ever gave them credit for electric guitar strings and, yeah. and that's kind of cool i mean it gives you something else to think about and it made me want you know what i want right now thinking about this i want a giant poster for the wall that has all the vintage string boxes on it so through, cool. through the decades and you know and see how they changed and whatnot but dude that'd be um, awesome I'm going to work on that, but no strings. I'm, I'm pro string now. Well, that's, it's so funny because I, I, I'm the same way. It's like, I, and I think there's probably a lot of players out there too, just like us where they, we get in a rut, not necessarily a rut, but you, you know, you get comfortable with the, all the gear you're using, you know? And, and I think, you know, another lesson is just to be mindful of trying new things, just, just, just to see what it, what happens, you know, buy a new pack of strings, put it on, see what happens. And I think that's a cool experiment. And I have been doing that more like when we were getting under a bluegrass phase, this is a little, it's tangential, but it's related like picks for instance. So I was, I was going down the pick uh, rabbit hole and I'm doing finger picking now too. So I'm going down that rabbit hole. I, I bought a bunch of finger picks and it's like fucking, it's like, I can't even, 
tell you how awkward it is to have finger picks on and try to I know it's insane so strings the same way it's like I'm the same goddamn way like I've been using I've been using Ernie Balls now for a long time I was using Dare Dare for a long time but then for some reason I switched to Ernie Balls and I've been using Ernie Balls forever now and I like those strings I've had good success with them I I haven't experienced what you have I've experienced that with some other brands I can't even remember what brands maybe Dare but where I'd get one where you know, you tighten it and the, it breaks. So you can tell it was just, okay, it's just a crappy workmanship or crack, cr- crappy materials or something like that. But I will say I have experienced like, cause I'm the same with you. I, I don't like to change strings, so I'll leave them on forever. But I do notice sometimes when I'll pick up a guitar and I'll try to tune it. It's tougher to tune if those strings are old, if they've been on my guitar for a long time. And so I'll go, okay, fuck, I better change these. So I can just at least have an easier time tuning the goddamn thing. My Strat, my Antigua Strat, for instance, is one that I notice it on a lot. And yeah. it could partly the guitar, but I do know that I, I leave string. I'm the same way. I, I mean, I, I would, I hate changing strings. It's a drag. <laughs> and I'm still, I, you know, one of the things I should get is a, is a string winder, right? At least to make it easier. I don't even have one of those, but it's like, it's just a tedious, I hate it. It's no fun, especially if you have cats. <laughs> trying to battle the cats while you change the, the strings, that's never fun. But, you know, it, it stands to reason. I'm sure you could leave, if you play a guitar a lot, I mean, it is possible to wear the strings out fairly quickly to where they won't intonate, like if you get a bunch of crust and corrosion on yeah. But with my guitars, other the ones that aren't in super heavy rotation, I've I've never, I mean, like I said, the telly's got, this is, those are at least three years old on that. Yeah. Um, one thing that always cracked me up about, you know, strings is the debate about like people who are really obsessed about um like string gauge as in thinking that like if they went from like nines to tens or tens to eleven that they're going to have stevie ray vaughn tone or something like that right and i was a victim of that i used to i was an avid reader of music magazines guitar magazines back in like the um all the way from the late 70s up to the 90s and you know there's like these things that you get in your head like you know fatter strings means more tone you know and which is true to a certain extent if you strum the guitar it's going to sound fatter the amp is going to see a little bit more you know current or whatever it sees from the guitar but at the bottom end it's not going to make your your tone any i mean someone that knows how to play can make you know sevens sound as good as someone with like 12s on that really given yeah again you're going back to that feel i mean i can wiggle chords more you know, if I have a, a perfect gauge for me where I can feel the instrument with the feel that I want, I can make the, the chords sound fatter and notes sound fatter because I have more control over it. And, you know, I can finesse things out of it. But I felt, I mean, I played a telly for a long time with 11s on it. It was no fun. And if anything, it sounded sterile compared, I mean, because it's like, yeah. I'm not playing with any life. You know, I'm just like kind of trying to, you know, bending strings and the bends aren't really sweet because it's like, it's a little hard and un unfun or you just find yourself avoiding i'm not gonna bend up there because it's no fun i put 11s on my guitars and jesus christ i was so miserable yeah exactly it's like i didn't even want to play my guitars because it's like fuck, and he was like 14s or some shit so and yeah i mean yeah and i have small hands and sm- so it's like for me and the, so it was a short-lived experiment for me it's like okay you know and like you say i mean i'm sure there are some physics involved with these big piano strings and how they sound but the bottom line too is he he tuned down a half step so that helped him a ton and he also knew how to play which yeah. helped him. <laughs> and 
you know, it's, it's like anything. There's a, there's going to be a grain of truth to it. But the thing that's so funny is you put all these big fat ass strings on your guitar and you get it sounding really good. And then you go to record a track and suddenly you're, you're high passing everything and cutting out all these frequencies because it's taking up too much. It's no different live. If you've got all this like massive, like bottom end and all this shit, it's like, it's mud. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. just find that place where your guitar sits. And I mean, you can get there with, it's funny another little tangent is you have like the two string guys. There's two guys that come up in string conversations on either end of the spectrum. First of all, there's Stevie Ray Vaughan when you, when you're trying to be a proponent of big strings. And then there's Billy Gibbons when you're trying to be a proponent of small strings, because he used like seven or something, but somewhere between those two, there's, is you exactly. where it's something where you can find a happy medium and get to that place where it's just great. And my, my guitars right now, I mean, I have a, an array of string gauges on my guitars right now for a while. I'm like, I'm going to be tens on Gibsons and nines on fenders. And I had a really hard time doing nines on fenders. They just seemed too rubbery for me. I left them on and made myself get used to that. And I'm so glad I did because it's that classic telly thing now that you can get, cause you can do those, you know, pedal steel bends and all that stuff. So. And those are nine. Nines on the fenders now, and I have tens on the Gibsons, except for the Paul. I have 9.5s on there because that has really low frets and there's a little bit. So I needed a little less tension to be able to bend on the wood because I'm touching wood there. But that's cool. Yeah. Well, it made me think about, too. that's exactly right. I mean, somewhere in that spectrum, that's where you are and that's where, and it's all right. And, and you can get tons of tone still, regardless of what gauge strings you use. Billy Gibbons has a whole story about that when, you know, BB King picked up his guitar and said, what the, what the hell are you doing playing these heavy strings? It's like, you know, and BB King is known for his tone, distinct tone, right? Not only his style, but his tone and 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 it made me think about like Robbie Robertson back in the early when there were when there wasn't a lot of options for guitar players in terms of gauges or strings and he was he was using banjo strings yeah a lot of people did yeah yeah because yeah. he wanted to be able to bend and stuff like that and so we have it pretty good these days in terms of like oh, yeah. our options as guitar players because now we've got like you were saying there's nine point fives there's there's he- heavy bottom light top like all kinds of stuff that we can you know experiment with and find our own little niche. And, and like you're saying, I, th- I think, I think guitar players by and large are feel players. Like, you know, you, the guitar has to feel right when you're playing chords and when you're bending and all that crap, I'm the same way. It's like, if it doesn't feel right, then I feel like I'm, I can't play. Yeah. And so I, I think it's really, that's another thing to think about is like, we have so many options now that, you know, poor early guitar players it's like okay well i guess i gotta go find a banjo string or some you know some weird amalgamation of cobbled together wire to 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 make my guitar the way i need it you know and that's i mean and they did it and they got to work and they made all this great stuff and they weren't on the forums going what do you think about uh think about banjo strings i'm thinking about using a banjo string could you imagine oh my god well there's but there's back then there was just this word of mouth network of, of musicians and techs and, and guys probably, you know, um, helping each other out or, or dissing you or, you know, like somebody, some tech could get your guitar and go, what the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> like anyway, but yeah, I, I, um, 
yeah so i th- i think um i think it's cool that that you kind of came to this new realization and again like you know we're not proselytizers or anything but it when chris and i kind of come up on these things it, it makes us want to share it with other people and just remind you hey you know try new shit like we have so many options available to us now as guitar players go try something new try a new gauge try stringing your guitar i've tried some of my guitars i string you know that weird way where you're where you're rapping over the tailpiece you know kind of like a jewel. Oh, i do that on my gibson yeah with yeah you know. and it it feel it does feel slinkier to me you know it's cool so try these different things and see if it inspires you see if it helps you play better see if it feels better on your guitar you know i just had this thought that i changed to ernie balls and had this like this experience that's changed my life for a while. <laughs> but um, what if I accidentally, they, they accidentally put a nine gauge set in the 10 gauge package. You know what I mean? Like the factory or something. <laughs> I'll have to wait and, and do another, my next string change before I, I know for sure. It's weird because it does, it feels like, no, they, they actually feel that like the same diameter on the uh-huh. diameter on the neck. It's just, they're just a little bit rubbery. I mean, a little bit more rubbery. It's kind of like the difference between, a Les Paul standard and a Les Paul Jr. both with tens on it. Yeah. The Jr. is just slinkier. It's because of the wraparound, the way it is. And it just, you know, the scale links are identical. So it's not that. It's just the way that that gentle wraparound, I don't know the physics behind that, but it just seems a little slinkier. And and that's what what I was looking for. I mean, I'm back to like bending up higher on the neck and everything else it's hilarious that your cynicism made you think that it it was the wrong gauge in the in the the 10 pack (laughs) wading through the myths and all this stuff is really hard and i my approach to that is like i never i never want to like just assume that you know a handful of personal experiences is like the workings of the universe like that everything you know like i've but my, I do, for my own personal self, take my experiences and try to, you know, note things from them. And, you know, there's things like with strings, like there's these rules that you'll come across, like, you know, to only wrap the string three times around a post or something like that, or, you know, or the fewest times possible. And it's like, and that isn't even like a realistic thing. If right. you look at like some of the Gibson tuners, they're super tall. Yeah. And if you want three wraps, it would be not even sitting in a nut. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, more than, you know, count, be anal about the amount of wraps you go around there. Be anal about just pulling the slack out of it. You know, that's, the, I thought of this when you mentioned BB King, because he used to wrap the entire string around the post <laughs> and he just pulled the slack out. I mean, just, I mean, it doesn't, it's physics. So, I mean, the string doesn't know if it's three or four wraps. It's like with four wraps, you have more chance of putting slack in there. With six wraps, you have more chance. So if you do a lot of wraps, just pull harder and just make sure that you have the slack out of it and you won't have any problems with the amount of wraps that you do. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, you and I kind of talked about that before too, the the, the weird little rabbit knot. that Yeah, you know, people but, still do that and they swear by it and they'll swear yeah. up and down and that's fine. If you want to do that, that's great. And I don't care anymore because I don't do guitar tech work anymore yeah so i don't have to deal with that the only reason i can care about that and we're talking about how you push i forget how it goes you push the string through the hole not and then go over and it just but usually the string breaks at that knot and you're sitting there with pliers trying to get the knot (laughs) off and it used to bug me because i used to you know do setups and stuff and now i don't care but i it's it's unnecessary 
it used to bug me too because just taking your strings off, undoing that fucking knot, depending on yeah. the, which string you're on, is a pain in the ass. And then you're like, and then you just, you know, in our conversation, you're like, well, dude, the string is bent at a 90 degree angle once it goes, it's like, and it's not going to go anywhere. It's just not. It's like, and that's exactly true. And I, and I thought about it, and it's, it's like, yeah, you're right. It's like, once you put it through there and you start winding, and it's like, it's not going to go anywhere. But I think you're right. I mean, getting the right, getting, stretching your strings is I'm bad at that too. And I, I need to get better at it is really stretching my strings and letting them sit on the guitar long enough and stretch them so that they do um, stretch out enough. And so that when you're playing it and you're tuning it, 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 you know, or even just changing the terminology from stretching your strings, which I always thought like the strings, like actually stretch, you know, they get longer. No, it's like pulling the slack out. Yeah, Once that's you're, right. you know, yeah. you're pulling the slack out, just having that visual thing. Exactly. And like, you know, applying that to, okay, this guitar, I had to, I had to do like eight wraps or, you know, five wraps or something on this. So I'm going to make extra sure I pull all that slack out of there and that'll get, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's all about physics, but you know, I, I say that, but I'm as superstitious and like traditional as any guitar player out there. There's all this, like <laughs> I have attribute mojo to like bullshit stuff and stuff. So I'm not going to fault anybody for that, but. It's the world I mean, we live in, man. We live in a world of mojo and science. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's the guitar world. That's the music world, really. Well, what did we learn today, man? Uh, we learned to change your strings. Yeah. No, I well, know. unless you're Chris and you just leave them on there for three years and you don't have a problem. Yeah. Oh, I see. Cha just try some new strings. Change your string brand. Change is good. Sometimes. It can okay. be bad. And then, there's also that if it ain't broke, don't fix it, which I was in I for, for years with Diodarios because I, I didn't I, know I, it was broke. <laughs> or it wasn't broke, but it, it, it got fixed in a, in a new and delightful way with a change. That's hilarious. Yeah, well, that, that, I mean, I guess there's, yeah, those messages apply to anybody, but, and it's, yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But by the same token, try new things and you might be surprised, pleasantly surprised, hopefully. Cool. As always, thanks for listening, everybody out there. Um, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Like us, give us thumbs up, and um, we'll continue on. Any last words, Chris? No, just play guitar. Oh, I like that. You like that? Right, Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.